it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. <laughs> My name's Timmy Gibson. Welcome to the Timmy Gibson Show. Uh, today, I would like to talk about free to be me. One of the blessings, I guess, or one of the benefits of the journey that I've been on over the last uh, year and a half, couple, couple years, I've, of course, I'm 51, right? So I've literally been on a journey for 51 years, but um, specifically the, the journey that I'm, that I'm on now, uh, post-divorce and uh, just career alterations and, and all of that, self-discovery, uh, which I just, the last uh, episode that I did was a little bit about knowing thyself. And, and in that journey, I just been thinking a lot about this, this freedom to be me and, and how for, for me, I never really felt free to be me. And, you know, this isn't anyone's fault, but my own. And when I, um, sorry, I'm a little distracted. I'm, I'm looking out the, win the window of my, <laughs> there's an area that, that, uh, of the apartment that I have, my apartment that really is the reason I, I rented it. It's called, um, a solarium, which sounds super dope. Um, but it's this, it's this, this apartment's like 80 years old. And so what used to be a porch, I guess, of some sort has been, I think like 50 years ago, they enclosed it and put a huge, like two huge windows, um, that overlook, uh, this, the brush Creek, which is, if you're, if you're from Kansas city, you know, down by the plaza, there's brush Creek anyway. So it's just really beautiful. And the, my view is, it really is honestly magical. It, it, <laughs> I, I can't even tell you how much joy it brings me to have the view that I have. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's, I, it's, it's a crazy life is crazy. Sometimes, you know, you can, you can go through really terrible times. You can go through, uh, stressful times. You can go through all different, you know, grief and loss and, and just all the different things that we can go through in life. And then there's this glimmer of, of light or this glimmer of hope. And for me, one of those things is I'm super big into views. You know, I like views, having a view. Um, and for me, home is just a place that I just, because I'm a little bit of a homebody, believe it or not, uh, though I'm out and about a lot and I, I, well, every day I'm out and about. And even if it's, if I don't have anything scheduled, I, I like to go out for a walk and to sightsee and to go out and take pictures and like I'll do. Matter of fact, the other day, I just had a day off 
and or you know didn't have any appointments scheduled that day and which you know when you're self-employed you really don't ever really have a day off per se so i've really never had a day off uh it seems like even on a day off if if businesses if something's needed to be taken care of then uh, you know I, you take care of it uh but with with being an entrepreneur with being uh, self-employed you do have a lot of freedom you know and so um if I need to, you know, like if one of my kids needs something or want to do something, you know, I just don't make any appointments that day and, and I do it. And then I make it up later on another day or another time. So anyway, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit of a squirrel, but I, I'm, my view is beautiful, like literally breathtakingly beautiful. And I was looking down and there was a photographer out taking it. I mean, that's how beautiful the view is there was a photographer out taking pictures of all the trees cause it's, you know, it's fall uh, at the time of this recording. And so the leaves are changing. And matter of fact, today I'm, I'm going out myself to take pictures today cause uh, the leaves are changing and, and fall starting to fall and, and uh, it's just beautiful. So yeah, there was a person, there was a girl down uh, off the Creek taking, taking pictures and, and it just distracted me because literally as I was watching her take pictures, I was like, shoot, I need to be out there because the sun's hitting the trees just right. That would be a great picture. <laughs> anyway. Um, so it, yeah, just to finish that thought that it has just brought me such peace in the midst of such a, a difficult time in my life uh, over the last couple of years and to, yeah, I don't want to get into the sad part of it, but just, you know, I needed something to bring me some sense of peace and, and comfort. And um, for me, whatever, for whatever reason, one is I love my little apartment. It's, it's cute. It's tiny, you know, it's 600, what is it? 600, 675 square feet. And so it's, you know, it's, it's small, I guess, tiny would be 400 square feet maybe or 300, but um, which I could totally do that too. Uh, but this is, you know, just enough room that, you know, when the kids come over, it's, it's fine. Or if I have company, uh, it's fine. Uh, I've even had a wine night and had several people come to my house for wine night. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's delightful, but it brings me, it, you know, when you go through a tough time, there's gotta be some glimmer of hope, right? I think, for some people, it could be their job. You know, it's they could be having a really tough time, but their job is very rewarding. Uh, or, you know, they really love their home or their pet or their kids or whatever. And so for me, um, of course, oh, Lord, you know, my daughter just moved back to Kansas City. And so now I've got my son and my daughter living close. Um, they live about a mile from me. My ex lives about a mile from me. So uh, and, and she uh, kept the dogs um, and, and the cat. And so, uh, matter of fact, one of our dogs just celebrated 17th birthday yesterday, one of my palms. And, uh, anyway, so, you know, I got to go over there. No one was over there. So I went over there and, and, uh, saw, saw a little shade in, I gave him some hugs, loves and kisses and pets and all that, man, he's getting, he's getting old. He's, he's doing good. He's, he's still pretty spry, but 
you know, he's got cataracts and he's, he's clearly deaf. Um, he can't tell where sounds are coming from for sure. Um, anyway, so yeah, I, I would just say that, you know, if you ever go through a hard time or if you're going through a hard time, you know, find, find something to, that can bring you joy. And for me, you know, the kids, of course, my place, uh, which, like I said, it's really small, but it's quaint. It's cute. I have it. Uh, I'm a minimalist. And so it's very minimalistic. Um, which is perfect for me because I, I don't like a lot and I don't like clutter. I don't like messes. Um, though I'm also not, I don't like, mo- I'm not really into modern uh, people. Some people like modern. That's fine. I don't really like modern. I, what I went with here, my apartment is more of a mid-century kind of a look. You know, it's it's definitely clean. It's simple. Uh, but, you know, like I have a, a bright red chair and a lime green little footstool. And so, you know. I, I definitely like it to be fun and and <laughs> sparkly, <laughs> if you will. Uh, anyway, okay, so uh, you know that's part of the whole journey of being free to be me, and and obviously you would say this title, you know, for you, right? So you would say free to be me, which is about you, and I, I hope that's something that you do um, pursue and feel free to be, and and that. I guess for the first time in my life, and this is no fault of anyone. Okay. So when I say this kind of stuff, this, this is no one's fault. I'm not blaming my family. I'm not blaming my ex. I'm not blaming anybody. I'm this, I'm just telling you my story and, and life is your choice for you. My, my life is my choice. And uh, today I, I sit here and record this episode, uh, with a, a full heart and, uh, able to say that I am me, uh, am I a hundred percent? Uh, sorry. I do that yawning thing and this, and the sniffle thing in the morning. Um, but I feel wonderful. Um, yeah. So can I say I'm a hundred percent? I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't know if you can ever really get to a hundred percent. Maybe, maybe so. I'm super close though, in the sense of I'm, I'm living my life, how I want to live. I'm believing my, you know, the beliefs that I resonate with. I'm subscribing to what I subscribe to. Does that make sense? And and I guess here's my, you know, because I came from a religious background, I was told by, you know, the, the society or the circles that I was in. And I think this relates, a, if you were raised religious, this definitely resonates with you. If you were just raised at all, <laughs> which is everybody, you know, there were certain things that we were taught and told and encouraged to do and etc. So anyway, I, you know, am I a hundred percent me right now? I mean, I think I'm getting dang close. I, at least I feel like it. Um, you know, it's almost like, and I mentioned this in the last episode, it's, it's almost like, which by the way, I am heterosexual and I refer to homosexuality quite a bit just cause I have a lot of friends in that world. Um, you know, but as a heterosexual, you know, I'm free to be a heterosexual because and I have been my whole life and, you know, I was free to be heterosexual because 
that was considered the norm, right? But a lot of my friends who were homosexual were not free to be themselves. And I, I'll never forget one of my one of my good friends who I grew up with in church, and he and I talked not too long ago. And I was just asking him about his journey and all that, because now he is completely himself. But we were talking about before that, before he was free to be himself, when he was in that religious world and, and had to hide his homosexuality, uh, had, you know, had to hide his sexuality because it, it wasn't accepted within the circles that we were in at the time. And he told me that when he finally accepted who he was and how he was, how he was wired. He said when he accepted and owned it and said, I'm a homosexual and this is my life and this is what I'm going to do. When he, when he got to that place, he said he felt like a weight just dropped from his shoulders. And, you know, my experience is, is different. Of course, my sexuality as a heterosexual, that, that was always fine. Obviously, I could live freely as a heterosexual and there was no judgment uh, per se, as long as your heterosexuality fell within the scope and the realm of what you were told was moral and not moral. But outside of that, uh, there was quite a bit of freedom. Um, there was There was a lot more freedom for me to live out my heterosexuality than it was for my friends to live out their homosexuality within the Christian background that we grew up in. So, you know, again, even as a heterosexual, it was, a, it was supposedly, which it's not, but we were taught, you know, it was a sin to masturbate. It was a sin to have sex outside of marriage. I mean, there was all this stupid, ridiculous teachings uh, that, that I, bought hook, line and sinker, which then led to guilt and shame because, you know, I was a normal 18, 19, 20 year old and was having sex outside of marriage. And so what happened was, is that's, that was, there was earlier guilt and shame, but that's a whole nother story. But the guilt and shame really started compiling and being buried in my heart, if you will, um, in those early days, you know, when I started really exploring my, my, um, you know, when you, when you, when you get to the age, which by the way, if you're, if you're not, if you're not ready to have a child, I really don't think you should be having sex really, unless you don't want to have children. I mean, I'm, so does that make sense? I'm not saying if, if some people, matter of fact, I talked to somebody the other day and they're like, yeah, I just don't think children or what I ever want to do. So I'm not saying that they shouldn't then have sex, but what I mean is I, I don't really think that sex is for children. Um, I, I just don't think it's a good idea, you know? Um, so, you know, what's the age of when people, you know, that I would say would be okay to have sex. <sighs> That's a great question. And, and, to be honest, honestly, now this might <laughs> this might reveal a little bit of my conservative views, I guess. Uh, but I would say don't even have sex for sure 
until you're out of high school. I, I just, I think, I think that's just my personal opinion. That That's just my personal opinion. I, I just don't think that, you know, unless you're capable and able, you know, to have a, to care for a child, you shouldn't be having sex. So I would say you need to graduate high school, uh, before you start having sex. So that's just my two cents. That's not even, that's a freebie. <laughs> that's not even a part of this particular episode really, <laughs> but the question came up in my mind. And so I thought maybe you, you all were thinking the same thing. Um, I, I don't think sex is something that should be engaged in by children. I think it should be something for adults. And so, um, you know, if, if you're, if you're not, if you're not an adult and can make an adult decision and have the responsibility of an adult, I, I think, I think it's probably a, an unwise move to be engaging in, in sexual activity. So that's my thoughts on that. And, and clearly, uh, this has nothing to do with any kind of relig- a religious view. Uh, that's just my perspective on just as a human, you know. Um, I don't think you should do anything adultish until you're an adult. So anyway, okay. Uh, it's, I mean, it's the same thing with drinking, you know, I like, you know, people that when teenagers drink and get drunk and all that, I, I, you know, I, I just don't, I just don't think that's good. Uh, now 21, I, you know, I think you could be, I mean, if you can go off to war, you should be able to drink. So, uh, I personally think that, um, that at, at 18, the drinking age should be at 18. Um, and then if, if, uh, if you're with your parents and your parents give you approval to have a beer or wine or something, uh, when you're younger than that, um, then I think that, I think that's more like a European view, I, I think, because whenever I was in Europe, uh, my son was able to drink and he, what was he? I think he was 17 or 18. Yeah, I think actually he was 17 at the time. So I think I think you can drink. I don't even know. If, is there a drinking age? It might be 16. Anyway, as long as your parents are there with you. So, yeah, that's I feel the same way about that. So it, this isn't about a religious view. It's just about what I think is wise and smart and a good use of of, of your body or, or whatever. So anyway, that's that. Um, free to be me. So. Yeah, this is this has been such a journey, and what I mean by free to be me is, you know, again for me, my upbringing, you know, I was taught what to believe about the world, about politics, about God, about life after death, about um, the creation of the world. I mean, there, you know, I was told all these things to believe, and 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 I. I was told these things as this is the way it is, like this is the truth. Well, you know, the problem with with teaching things as the truth when we don't know. In other words, again, I refer to this often just because it's something that all of us are very aware of. And that's, you know, if there's a class being taught on a flat earth, you know, the problem with that is that's not true. And we know it's not true now, but early on, before we did know to, to teach that as truth is it's done in error. And so I don't think, you know, cause I'm a teacher. So I, I have always tried to teach and I'm not saying this like a pat on my back, but this is just an early thing that I 
resonated with and believed in and supported. And that was this. I would say this when I was even a pastor at, at a church. I would always say, I'm not telling you what to believe or what to think. That's what I said. I said, I'm not telling you what to think. I'm encouraging you to think. And and there's a big difference there. And and I don't know if I heard that from someone or if, I, which I'm sure maybe I did. I don't know. I don't remember where. I just remember that that was an important thing for me is that when I would teach or share, even with this podcast that I'm doing, I'm not telling anybody what to think. I'm not telling you there is a heaven. I'm not telling you there isn't a heaven. I'm not saying there is a God. I'm not saying there isn't a God. You know, now I will tell you what I believe. I believe there is a God. I believe, you know, I can, I can tell you what I believe, but I can't tell you what to believe. And I think that's probably one of the biggest, um, or one of the, that's one of the important things for me, for, for just me, this is just about my life. And I feel free now to to believe what I believe, um, and to teach how I teach, to live how I live, everything that I'm doing now, it really comes from a place of I'm free. And oddly enough, I mentioned this again in another episode, oddly enough, I'm more moral now than I've really been in a long time. Not, not that I had a bunch of deep, deep dark secrets or anything. i, I that's not what I'm kind of alluding to. That's not the truth. But there was a there was a lot of uh, disconnect, and there was a lot of, especially religiously. Okay, there was especially religiously. It was like it was it was like I wasn't free to believe the way I what 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 was real to me. And I know some people would call that, you know, relativity, you know, what's true to you is true for you. What's true to me is true to me. What, you know, and I, I don't resonate with that in the, in the essence of, well, I think it's okay to kill children. So, you know, it's, I'm free to be me, you know, and I can just do whatever I want. Well, okay. You're an idiot. Th that's just stupid. Um, of course that's ridiculous. I'm not talking about that, but when we're talking about things for which we do not know, for example, is there a heaven? <laughs> you don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, is there a hell? Uh, you don't know. And I don't know. Now, again, let me you know reiterate what you believe is fine. And what I believe is fine, but we don't know. So when it comes to truth and for me, there's so much freedom and being able to say that there's so much freedom. It, there was so much freedom. My, all these episodes, I'm serious. I don't have a big audience. A few hundred people listen to my podcast. So, you know, I'm no Joe Rogan at this point and I'm going to be, but I'm not, I'm not yet. I'm not a Joe Rogan yet. I won't be Joe Rogan. Actually, I'll be Timmy Gibson. So, so different, but you know, I, I don't have the audience that Joe Rogan has at this time. That's fine. Uh, I have the audience that I have at this time and it will continue to grow and develop, of course. But for the first time in my life, I am sharing on this podcast things that I've believed and thought and questioned for nearly my whole life. And for, 
and I've never felt freer than I do right now to share what I believe and what I think. And one of the, one of the podcasts that I, one of the episodes that I did was, um, Oh, I don't know how, how long ago I did it, but anyway, it was, um, basically just about, you know, is Jesus the only way? And, um, which is something that's taught within the evangelical church that, you know, if you don't accept Jesus, you're going to hell, whatever. So I don't believe that. So, you know, I don't believe that Jesus is the only way. Um, I don't even know if, if that's even like, even I, I don't even know if I believe in, in where that statement comes from. In other words, that's assuming that there is a heaven and that there's assuming that there is one way to heaven and then to assume that Jesus is that way. Like, I don't even believe any of that stuff. I don't, I don't believe I'm not necessarily positive that there's a heaven. And I definitely don't think that, that Jesus is the only way. Um, and nor do I think there is only, only one way to heaven, which is the total, that's the sum total teaching of the evangelical church, which is why I'm not an evangelical anymore. I'm okay with being a Christ follower, a, a Jesus lover, but I'm, I'm not okay with, with the, uh, some of the key tenets that the evangelical church teaches. It's just, I, I don't at all subscribe to that. I just don't believe it. And anyway, but it, for me to to even say that, like, I feel no hesitation in saying that there's no, there's not even a slight, like, Oh, I wonder what kind of emails I'm going to get. I wonder what people are going to think. What are people going to say? I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't care. I I'm free to be me. And, and for the first time in my life, uh, I, I, I feel free, free to, to just live my life and to teach my truth and to share my story and to do me, you know, and gosh, Oh, I can't even tell you. It, it's just like a weight off my shoulders that I'm not now. I want it. I want you to hear me clearly. Okay. I'm not accountable to my parents. It does not matter what they believe. It doesn't matter what they think. It doesn't matter to me at all. Now, of course, right? You want your parents to be proud of you. Of course. I mean, I'm, I'm normal at, that way, but, but I don't care if they approve or don't approve. Of course, I would want them to approve, but I don't care because if I did, then I would, I would clearly not be sharing this particular message. And, and the same thing, you know, it's like, I, of course, I, I, I want approval from the world. I want to make an impact on the world. But but what I've learned for me, and really I think this is true for everybody, that where the approval and the and the happiness and the fulfillment and the meaning, all of that comes from me being me. Now, when I say that, there is a context, right? So at least this is what's going on in my brain as I say that. So, well, Timmy, what if someone, you know, what if someone, if their freedom to be them is to uh, have sex with little children, like that's what, <sighs> okay, guys, that's, that's where, that's the ignorant part of thinking because 
obviously uh, that is not okay. So what I am free to be me is I am free to be me, the moral best part of me. Okay. So when I say I'm free to be me, I'm not saying, man, I'm, I'm free to kill people and rape people and, and be an asshole and be a jerk. I'm free to be me. No, that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> to me, I don't look at that as freedom. Actually, I would look at that as bondage. And so when I say free to be me, I think anybody who's being the, the true authentic self to me is the best version of themselves. It's the, it's not the it, free to be me. If is not to be an, uh, an ad addict, that wouldn't be the free to be me. Uh, that would be free to be in bondage, right? I mean, you're free to be in bondage if you want to be, but to, be, to me, when I say free to be me, it's free to be the best version of myself, the version that resonates and vibrates love. That's the free to be me. I'm free to be the Timmy Gibson that is the best version of myself, the, the version that, that is what... I believe every human being was created to be. Uh, and again, not exactly the same because I believe that free to be you might mean that you live out your homosexuality. Free to be you might mean you live out your whatever. Like you be you um, within the context of being the very best whole version of yourself. And, and that's what I want to talk about here in the second uh, second uh, segment or second part of this episode is what does that look like and how do you get to that place of being free to be you? All right, we'll be right back. All right, we're back. So how do we, how, how can we be free? How can we uh, get to a place where we are truly living our true selves. Uh, let's see. Um, one is I, I think that we can't, I, I, I think you got to let go of fear. I think letting go of fear is, is a big thing. Letting go of the fear of rejection, letting go of the fear of judgment, letting go of the fear of criticism, letting go of the fear of, um, you know, pushback or, or, or whatever. And I know that was one of the big things for me. Once, once I got away from caring really what people thought and what's wild is when we care about what people think again, it, I'm not saying, you know, cause I care about what people think to a certain extent. Okay. I, I often say, I don't care what people think. I, you know, I say that a lot. I mean, that's not entirely accurate. I mean, I do care, uh, but I don't care so much that I'm going to live counter to who I am. Does that make sense? Right? So in other words, you know, being in the religious world, me getting tattoos was not the greatest thing. Like it definitely was, was looked at as a hindrance to what, what I was doing in the field that I was going into. And it was clearly not, some people would say was not 
in the best interest of my career. But, you know, I didn't care <laughs> because I, I wanted to be me. I'd rather be me than not be me and have some success that really isn't genuine success. Does that make sense? In other words, if I, if, if, if I didn't have tattoos, then I might be more successful. Yeah, but I wouldn't be happy because I would be doing it for the result rather than the result of success. In other words, I'm not going to get tattoos so that I can have success. Well, success isn't more valuable to me than being me. I would rather be me than have success. But here's what I've realized. Being me has led me to more success. And I've, I, I don't know if I've told this story, but it, it's a true story. And I think it's a great, I mean, I've told the story before, but I just don't think I've done an episode where I've talked about it. Maybe I have. Stop me if I have. <laughs> so I, for the longest time, didn't have tattoos on my hands. Uh, because I, just, I didn't want, well, I didn't want to offend anyone. You know, that was part of my thinking. And I didn't want to, you know, it's, they used to call it a job killer. You know, you want to kill your job opportunity, then get your hands tattooed. Right. So I didn't want to, you know, kill my job opportunities, which I was self-employed, but I didn't want to lose any business because I had tattoos on my hands. And now granted, now granted, you know, life the culture has changed for Pete's sakes. You can have tattoos on your face now and it really, it doesn't matter. I mean, look at post Malone who I love. I have talked about him before. I do like him a lot. Not only do I like his music, but I just like everything about him because he clearly doesn't give a fuck what people thinks, what people think. And so I, you know, I, I like that about him. One of his greatest songs ever. I would encourage you to pause this right now and look it up. It's called I'm going to be by post Malone. I'm going to be, it's a great song. Anyway, so I didn't have my hands tattooed because I didn't want to hurt my business. And then finally, I just was like, you know what? I want tattoos on my hands and I'm going to do it. And so if it hurts my business, it hurts my business, whatever. I'll figure something else out. I'll do another business. I'll, you know, whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. I want to be me. And so when I got my tattoos on my hands, you know, I've had people say, you know, did you, did you regret that? And I'm like, no, like not even at all, like not even one moment of regret. Um, I love all the tattoos on my hands and fingers. I plan on getting more, you know, I plan on getting more tattoos. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure I even want, right. Free to be me. I don't really want a tattoo on my face. Um, I've considered a small one. And so, you know, maybe I will, maybe I won't, it doesn't matter. Uh, but you know, I definitely, that, that has nothing to do with my career. That has nothing to do with what anybody thinks. I just personally just, you know, I like my face. <laughs> I like my face. I really don't want to put a tattoo on it. <laughs> so anyway, that's, that's really what that's about anyway. So, you know, I, but when I did that, my business increased. Uh, oddly enough, it increased. And I have people tell me this all the time. They'll say, we're booking you. We saw that you had tattoos and we're like, that dude's cool. He's relatable. And they hadn't even met me yet. You know, so they're just making an assumption or a judgment, you know, even though it's a good judgment, they're making a, um, uh, based upon my, my look. 
And that, you know, that definitely was not what I thought. I didn't think it was going to go that way. Um, I, I really was prepared to have my business impacted in a negative way, and but it didn't. And then, you know, the more I've become uh, free to be me, especially again, for me, the, the becoming more me has really been my, my belief journey. That's, that's where, that's where my real, it's not like I'm living any kind of all, um, some other kind of life, uh, you know, um, yes, I am single, um, but I, I'm not, <laughs> and I don't say this because I care what you think. I, I'm just sharing this with you to, to give you context and to help you understand a little bit more about your own life and your own journey and what it means for you to be free, to be you. And so, you know, for me, yes, I am single. Uh, I don't party. That's just not, that's just not my jam. Um, I don't really like to drink. Uh, I will drink. I really, you know, it's funny. I really don't do much. I don't, I just don't drink. I, I'll do like, okay, case in point. Last weekend, a friend asked me to go out. He said, let's go out. You don't ever go out. Let's go do something. I said, look, okay, let's go. I had a glass of wine. That's all I had. I had one glass of red wine. And then the next morning, you know, my head kind of hurt, which is just one reason why, just for whatever reason, I just don't like to drink. But anyway, so I had a glass of red wine. It's fine. Now, I'm more of a weed smoker. Like I'd rather take an edible or, uh, you know, have a little dab pen, a little whatever. So I'm more of, I'd rather do that. I'd rather just smoke a little weed, not as a party thing, but just as a, it just kind of relaxes me and chills me out. Um, which I'm, yeah, probably most people wouldn't think I'm pretty chill, but I am actually a little bit more chill than people realize. I think most people when they, because I'm always in front of people and I'm having to entertain ish, you know, like people always think that I'm like the, the belt, the, you know, the, the, what do you call it? Uh, like I need to be the center of attention and that's <laughs> anybody that really knows me uh, knows that that's not true. Uh, I am in the center of attention just cause what I do for a living, I am in the center of attention. That's just, wow. You had to have heard that. That had to have translated through the microphone. <laughs> that, that is, believe it or not. I, I hear that on the daily. And I like it. It was a little louder, I think, because my window's open right here by the microphone. So there's no there's no way that you didn't hear that. That had to come through because that was louder than my voice, I think. Anyway, um, yeah, so, you know, I'm in the center of attention all the time. But that's not, that's not, that's, I don't, if I'm in a room where I don't know anybody, I don't want to be the center of attention. Um, I just want to blend in and and whatever, be in the background and hang out with whoever I'm hanging out with. Like, I definitely don't walk in someplace and be like, Hey, everybody look at me. That is not, that is not my way. I do not, I do not roll that way. Um, so anyway, I, I um, yeah, I would rather, yeah, I'd rather smoke weed than, than, um, than drink alcohol any day. Where was I going with all that? What was I telling you? Um, about being free to be you, free to be uh, going out. Da, da, da. Oh, so f 
sometimes when people ah you're single now, I bet you're living the wildlife, and yeah, you got a rotating door. I bet just different girls coming in all the time. <laughs> and you know that's just that's just not true. <laughs> I literally have had friends like tell me stories, man. Tell me stories, and I'm like, man. <laughs> I don't have any stories to tell. I mean, of course, I've yes, I've had some experiences, of course. I mean, I've been single for a bit now. So, I mean, yes, I mean, there's some stories I could tell, but I literally, I don't have any swinging from the chandeliers, uh, no threesome stories. Like, I don't have any, like, you know, I haven't had any orgies. <laughs> It's just like, like that's I'm I'm a I'm a little bit of a goody two shoe to be I know that that I've done some fucked up shit okay I've done some stuff that is bad of course in my life okay I mean I, I you know I don't want to go into detail but I've I have done shitty things okay and I've done immoral things I've done things that I. Actually, I wouldn't care if everybody knew um, because it's not like I've killed anybody or, you know, anything terribly bad. Like, you know what I mean? Like I've never raped anybody. I've never roofied anybody. I mean, like to me, that's like that's fucking fucked up shit. Uh, I've done a lot of the, you know, I've gotten drunk. I've driven drunk before. I've not done that in years and years. You know, I've ran from the cops before. When I was a teenager, I stole a car. Um you know, so, I mean, I have stories like everybody has stories. You know, I tried cocaine when I was younger, right? So th- those are the stories I'm talking about, okay? Um, and like I said, I, I'm not, I'm not killed anybody, all that kind of stuff. So, um, but yeah, so I'm just not, I'm just a little bit more of, and I've even said this uh, and actually this is on, uh, I've done some on, I kind of jump on, on and off online dating. And when I'm on there, you know, I'm always really big into putting a, together a really nice bio because I, because I don't go out and I don't party and I'm not, you know, when I do weddings after the wedding, I leave, I don't stay, uh, normally. I mean, there's very rare on the rare occasion, uh, I do ish just depends, you know, usually I'm just so busy. And if I don't know the people, you know, I don't, I just don't find that I just don't enjoy staying at, at a reception or a rehearsal dinner. Um, I just don't because I just don't know the people. And so it's just, you know, it's a little uncomfortable for me, but again, sometimes I really connect with people and, and they invite me and you know, the food's good. And so I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll hang out for a little bit. Um, but I definitely, I don't drink at all. I don't, I don't drink it because, you know, I look at that as I'm working. And so I, I don't drink. They always invite me to drink always. I'm always, you know, Hey, you want a beer? Here's a beer. I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> so, so I have some hard, fast rules that even now as a single guy, I have some hard, fast rules that I live by and I just don't, I just don't violate those. And one is I don't go out and party. That's just not my jam. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I, I'm just, yeah, I don't have a rotating door of, of just women. And <laughs> so <laughs> like I, I uh, what, what have I done? I feel like I'm, I'm confessing. It's not confessing. I'm just kind of sharing my story here. Um, I have been, to, so I did go to a strip club for, uh, I've only been to a couple in my life and 
uh, oh, a few, a few now. Um, but that's also not my jam. You know, I, I, I have a friend that he likes to go to strip clubs. And, and so, you know, I, I, I went cause I, I hadn't ever experienced it before and I wanted to experience what a strip club was like. I mean, you got to remember now, I didn't even go to a Hooters until I was in my forties. My first time to ever darken the door of even a Hooters was in my 40s and Twin Peaks. The first time I ever went to a Twin Peaks, I was in my late 40s, first time ever. So you you got to you got to imagine, you know, I was raised uh, of course in a religious home, but but a lot of the the goody two-shoe stuff really wasn't necessarily religious. Uh it wasn't necessary. I mean it was framed within a religious context you know you don't want to go to hell and that's evil and that's you know lustful and that's bad and that's you know a lot of things were deemed you know this is good and this is bad well what i realize about a lot about life now is just things are they just are you know rather than putting some kind of a judgment on it right like it's raining i hate rain rain messes up this blah blah blah, blah. no it's just it's raining it it just it just is it's it's just raining and so a lot of of my life has been unraveling the the right and the wrong the good and the bad though clearly you know some things are moral and 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 um helpful and healthy for life and some things aren't right i just the, you know the, the labeling things as good and bad i'm just i'm i'm getting away from that that life because then it's like i did something bad and so i feel bad and there's guilt and there's shame and so anyway that that's a whole again that's a whole nother teaching um that i'll have to i'd have to actually think about more just about kind of my journey away from you know right and wrong and good and bad and you know so anyway that that that's something else and and again i i heard a tape the other day it was really or a tape it was a podcast episode with uh conversations with tom if you're a podcast listener go to conversations with tom he had a psychologist on there and she was just delightful sweet lady she's she sounded like an older lady um but man she just really had some neat thoughts and she talked a lot about that that you know we needed we need to get away from labeling things as this is good and this is bad and 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 i did bad and i did good you know just things are you know they just are Anyway, uh, I get so sidetracked with all these different rabbit trails that I take, but then my, it comes back to me here in just a second. Anyway. So yeah, I don't live a party life. Yeah. I don't have a rotating door of, of different women every night. I just, I just don't live that way. Plus, you know, I want to be available for my kids. And so, you know, when my son calls me late at night and is like, what are you doing, dad? Can I come over? You know, I, I want to be able to say yes. Uh, there, there have been a few occasions, a few occasions, you know, where I've had company or I was having dinner with someone and, you know, I, I wasn't available, but I, I try pretty much, uh, pretty much, uh, I would say at least 90%. If my kids want to see me and they want to get together, I'm going to make that happen. You know, now, obviously if I'm working or doing a wedding, I, you know, I can't, I, I can make a living. Uh, but when it comes to, you know, hanging out with girls and all that, you know, my, my family, you know, my kids come first. And so I really, I, I really try to honor that 
as, as much as I can while also, you know, honoring myself and taking care of myself and, you know, and being me and all that too. So, you know, uh, clearly I think that's important. And again, now what, you know, for, for you listening to this podcast, you know, you free to be, you might be going out all the time. So again, no judgment. I'm just telling you my life because what, what, what you think about being free and what is free for you or me or anyone else might be different and what you believe freedom is. So I'll be honest, if you'd have said, if, if, if you'd have talked to me years ago, then I think I would have felt different that, you know, free to be me means I can just go out and do whatever I want, kill people and drink, and get drunk, just have a bunch of girls. Blah, blah, blah. I, th- th- I guess, I, well, here's the thing. I'm free to do that. Like I could do that if I wanted to, uh, but I just don't, I don't want to do that. Um, yeah, the thought of having a different girl in my bed every night, that literally, I know to some people, actually, let me put it this way, to most all guys, that at first blush, that sounds awesome. And maybe that would have sounded awesome to me. Uh, but now that I'm in a position to be able to do that, and I can do that if I want to do that, like it doesn't sound it doesn't sound enticing at all like it does not sound uh uh-uh. uh no i don't i don't i wouldn't i wouldn't want and i really mean this genuinely i really like i'm not just saying this cuz i'm on podcast yes would i want okay so let me just be very honest would i want a different girl here every night no I wouldn't. I really wouldn't want that. I enjoy my solitude. I enjoy my just my own time. Now, on the weekly, yeah. Okay, I'm just going to be honest. Yes. Either having a Now, if I've win, 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 I find someone that I adore and they adore me and we're compatible and they're crazy about me and I'm crazy about them. Well, yes. I would like to be with them a lot, uh, but, but, you know, what I was talking about earlier, strangers, a different stranger every night. No, I don't, I don't want that. Um, I, no, I don't. I'm, I'm definitely wired more monogamous, uh, than anything. Um, yes, of course. Does Solomon's life, you know, the guy in the Bible that had 700, whatever concubines or women or whatever, of course, does that sound delightful that just whenever you want, just pick a room and go in there and (laughs) make love to a beautiful woman. Duh. (laughs) I would be lying if I didn't say, yeah, that sounds a little, uh, you know, that sounds pretty good. Well, of course, duh. I mean, like I said, I'm free to tell you that I'm not going to lie. Of course that sounds delightful. But I wouldn't want that every night. <laughs> but to have it available so that whenever I was in the mood, yeah, that would be obviously the jam, of course, right? Uh, so, and that's, you know, that's the beauty of marriage. That's one reason why I think marriage is such a beautiful thing. You know, I think, that, you know, the beauty of marriage is, especially if you have a really great connection, really great sexual connection, and really, you know, yeah, if there's, if that's there, yeah, to be able to, to be with someone that you can 
make love to at any moment, whenever you want. And, and it's mutually beneficial and awesome. Of course, that's the dream, right? I think it's, you know, it's most people's dream, not everybody's, but most people, I, that's my dream. You know, that's my dream eventually to, to marry someone that, like I said, that, you know, that I adore and they adore me and, and, you know, of course, duh, that's, yes, that's in my, that's in my sights for sure. Uh, in my sights, I mean, I don't, I don't have a person in mind. I just mean, that's, you know, it's in my, it's in my dreams. Right. Um, so yeah, but so free to be me, it, it it's, that's, it's not about free to do, do destructive things. Uh, it's it's about f- being free to be you, being free to to live your life and live your dreams. You know, uh, believe your believe what you need, what you know, what you resonate with, what's what's real to you. Again, if you're a homosexual and you're in a religious environment where you're not free to live out your homosexuality, that's not freedom. Like that's not freedom. Like that's not freedom. <laughs> so, um. And I just, you know, I, I love freedom. I, you know, I love being able to say, yeah, I smoke weed. I don't give a fuck what, you know, if people think that's good or think that's bad, I don't care. Um, you know, it's my life and I'll do, uh, what I think is good. I don't even like the word good. Ah, Got to get away from that, but I'll do what I think is helpful and healthy and, 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 you know, going to serve me and my purpose of living a fulfilling life and doing good on this earth and, and helping people. And like, so yeah. So again, being free to be you, uh, doesn't mean you live a destructive life. Now you could, right? So could I, could I have a different, you know, woman in my bed every night. Yeah, I could, you know, could I have an orgy? Well, I'm, I'm sure I could, you know, probably just make like, make something like that happen. Right. I mean, I guess I'd have to shell out some money and I mean, I'm, I'm sure that could happen, but is that, do I want that? Do I really want that? Is that going to lead to more peace? Is that going to lead to more, you know, happiness? Is that going to lead to, well, you know, I don't think so. And so that's not something that, is for me. Um, that's why I don't judge people in open marriages or even people that are swingers. Now, do I, do I, you know, what do I think about that lifestyle? You know what? It just is. It just is. I, it, it, I guess it works for some people. It doesn't work for other people. Um, but it just is. So I really don't have an opinion of it, except that if it works for you and it literally helps to, to grow the relationship and there's no jealousy and it, and it's, you know, fruitful and it makes you feel good on the inside and it brings peace and well, I can't, who am I? Who am I? Right. Monogamous is a new thing. Like, those that don't know, study the history on monogamy. Monogamy is not, it's not, it's a rather new thing. I think it's new within the last either 500 years or 1500. But anyway, it's, it's, it's a new thing, right? Cause I mean, there's clearly pe- many people in the Bible had multiple wives and they were godly quote, God, godly men. So, you know, monogamy is something that's, that's newer, 
Um, and some people are wired more monogamous, I guess, or monogamy, monogamous, whatever. Uh, I've done a lot of research on this, and it seems that women tend to be more monogamous uh, than men. Uh, men like to go around and spread their seed and conquer and chase and impregnate. Um, so, you know, uh, and again, I'm not saying right, wrong, and different. I'm just saying it just is. Um, so, uh, free to be free to be you. I don't know. Like what brings you peace? What brings you happiness? Like literally genuine, like what, like to hurt someone else, would that make you feel good? I mean, honestly, if you answered yes, then you're fucked up, but you know what to hurt someone else does, does that make you feel good? To, to knowingly hurt someone, to, to cheat on someone, does that make you feel good? To to steal from someone, does that make you feel good? To to lie, th- does that make you feel good? You know? Um, and, you know, in my mind, all those things, no, no, it doesn't feel good to lie. No, it doesn't feel good to cheat. No, it doesn't feel good to... to um, deceive it doesn't feel good to gossip it doesn't feel good to slander it doesn't feel good to to belittle someone it doesn't feel good it doesn't feel good to judge someone um you know that's why i'm i've i'm working so hard on myself because i'll be honest as i walked away from the evangelical christian belief system i then began to judge the evangelical christian and uh yeah, I'm still working on it. That's probably the one. That's probably the biggest growth area in my life right now is is really being able to accept an evangelical Christian um, and their beliefs. Um, and I've said this a million times. It's and it does bear repeating. Is the only time anyone's beliefs bother me or agitate me? Really, the only time. It's not in the fact that they believe something. It doesn't bother me if someone believes in heaven or believes in hell or believes that Jesus is the only way. I, I really don't have a problem. I mean, obviously, I don't care what people believe. The problem that I, where I where I wrestle and where I struggle is where is when they're you know telling me I'm wrong and that I need to believe what they believe. In other words, that they're confrontational. If they just if they're accepting of my beliefs, which aren't their beliefs. Oh man, I mean, I have some of the greatest conversations with people like that, people who believe differently, but but also realize that they don't know everything and they could be wrong, and but but it's just their personal beliefs, and they don't try to convince me of their beliefs or tell me I'm wrong. Oh, I do fine with people. I I, I do. I have because I have some good friends. I have some really good friends who are evangelical Christians, and we've had some really great discussions. Uh, but they're not judging me. They're not. They're not trying to convince me that I'm wrong. They're not trying. They're not. They. They're, they're, they're free from judgment. You know. They're more. They're. They've grown more than I have in that area. You know. They've. They've grown to say. Oh, I mean. Yeah. I mean, Timmy, you can believe whatever you want to believe. You know. That it's your life my life. I believe this. And and those kind of conversations I love. I really, I really do enjoy um, conversations like that because I, I, yeah, because we all have beliefs and we all have beliefs for a reason. 
So this particular episode, the second section here is coming to an end. And I really don't think I got to the steps to be getting to a place where you're free to be, you know, free to be you, free to be me. So I promise I'm going to come back and I'm going to be real succinct. And I'm going to tell you a few things that I think that are important in order for you to be you. We'll be right back. All right. No rabbit trails. Here we go. Straight up. Let's get this done. <laughs> how to become, how to, how to be on the journey or what, what is what's necessary? Um, and becoming yourself, right? Free to be me. Uh, and this, the whole entire second episode, I started with overcoming the fear, you know, the fear of the judgment, the fear of, you know, caring what other people think. You got to get over that. You know, you, you just got to get over that. And, and that was the start of my journey of, of becoming free was, I guess, uh, um, taking back my power with, you know, it's just, I literally had to say that I'm going to do what's right for me. Irregardless of what anyone else says, right? Because for me, right, the circles I came from, you know, I have friends. I had pressure from friends to to not believe what I'm believing now. You know, I I my family, you know, my family uh, doesn't. And when I say family, I'm not talking about my, my kids or my ex. I'm talking about my whatever. So, you know, they, they don't, they would, they would, you know, if I, and here's how I know, here's how I know if I, if I called them today and said, oh my gosh, I've just been praying and just God spoke to me and said I was on the wrong path and that, you know, Jesus is the only way. And I, I realized I was an heir and I was wrong. And, and I realized that this and that, and the other, they'd be like, Oh my gosh, we've been praying that you would see the light. <laughs> Literally. They would be like, we've been praying that you. <laughs> so, you know, but I don't, I, you know, um, yeah, that's funny. I, I've actually thought about doing that as a joke. Uh, just telling them, telling them that and see what their response is and be like, see, see, I knew you guys weren't accepting me on my journey. You weren't accepting me because now you're, you're <laughs> the cat's out of the bag. You've been praying this whole time that I would come back to Jesus anyway. Um, so yeah, I think you, I, you've got to overcome the fear. You've got to overcome the opinions of others. I don't live my life based upon anyone else's pressure to do so. Timmy, you can't not, you can't not believe that the Bible's the word of God. You have to believe that. No, I fucking don't. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have to believe what you believe. I don't have to, I don't have to see the world like you fucking see it. I don't. And I, you just got to get to a place in your life where you just don't give a fuck. And again, going back to the, the homosexual heterosexual thing, you know, I'm heterosexual. I have a lot of homosexual friends. So I've had a lot of conversations with them 
But they didn't feel free until they finally were like, I don't give a fuck what you think about homosexuality. And they live their life. That's when the freedom happens. And I think I may have even started telling you a story about a childhood friend. And I never did get to the end of the story, but now I'll finish it. See, that's why you got to listen to the whole podcast to get the whole story. Anyway, my friend said he, he finally, when he just accepted himself as a homosexual and began to date men, that he finally felt at peace. Now, that doesn't make sense, or it didn't make sense to my evangelical Christian mind. Like, how could it's a false sense of peace because that's a sin? Okay, well, now I know that's fucking bullshit, that it's it's not sin to be homosexual uh, any more than it's sin to be heterosexual. That's just ridiculous. Anyway, um, but of course, right, because he was born homosexual. So by him just accepting himself, accepting his sexuality, and then living out his sexuality is where the peace came from. So that's the second part. So one, you got to overcome the fear. The second thing is then you got to begin to align yourself with yourself. Align yourself. Who are you really? Right? For me, I there's certain things that I align with that people would think, oh, that's because you're religious. Like, no, that's not. No, I don't drink a lot. Be, not That has nothing to fucking do with religion. It's to do with me and hell. I, I align with health. I like health and I like the way I feel when I don't drink. So I drink sometimes because I do like, I like wine or like cool drinks every so often. But for me, I, I don't like the way it makes me feel. And I don't like uh, how I know that it's possibly toxic to my liver. So that, you know, so that's what it's about for me. I don't give a fuck if your liver can handle it, drink every fucking night. I don't care. I mean, obviously don't become an alcoholic. Um, but what serves me better is smoking weed. And so that's what I would rather do. I would rather take a little gummy than, than drink a, a bunch of alcohol, but that's just me. So it, it, you have to overcome the opinion of others and not give a shit about what other people think. And then, then you have to align yourself with that. So it's when my friend finally just admitted and, and he said, I'm a homosexual. When he finally admitted that he was homosexual and then began to live a homosexual life, which was for him dating other guys. When he started doing that is when he felt the most peace and the most center and, and the most whole. And it's beautiful, you know? And so, so for you, what is it? What, what, who are you? You know, uh, allowing yourself to discover that. Now, one of the things is you, you have to, maybe this is before even the overcoming the fear, how, determining who you are, you have to, you have to sit with yourself. One, you got to have, take some time for yourself. You got to do the things that you love. You got to be around the people that you love. You got to do things that you enjoy. And, and don't let anything keep you from it. Don't let anything. If you have a job that just works your fingers to the bone and you don't have a life because of your job, get another fucking job. Like, seriously, get another fucking job. Like, don't, don't, why spend your life in a job that you hate doing what you hate that's keeping you from the life that you want to live? Fuck that. It's not worth it, right? And if you're like, well, I've got a bunch of bills and a bunch of responsibilities, fucking sell all that shit. Seriously. 
sell it all, get rid of it, downsize, get yourself, get yourself in a position to where you can live your life. Um, and, and if all the things don't make you happy, which they typically don't, nothing wrong with having things. Okay. Because if I was a multi-billionaire, I'd have several houses all around the world and I'd have, you know, probably a cool car. And I mean, you know, if you have the kind of resources that, that it's not stressful to have stuff, well, of course, but I think a lot of us, you know, in America, and I know that was my life years ago, not now, uh, you know, it's like, I had to make a certain amount of money just to live, just to put food on the table and, Oh, fuck that. Like, Oh my gosh, the pressure, the grind. And part of this is my age, right? I am 51. So, you know, part of this is my age as I've gotten older, I care less and less and less about things. And I care more and more about experiences and my kids and making memories and, and that kind of stuff. So, you know, you, you figure out you, I mean, you just got to figure out you and, and for me, I've always wanted to live in another country and I'm going to do that. That's going to happen for sure. Uh, I'm already looking and making plans in the next few years where that's going to happen, where I'm going to spend at least three months living somewhere else and hopefully working somewhere else, doing things, which most likely will be photography because I'll be able to do that anywhere. Uh, and I could do weddings everywhere too, but uh, you know, I'm going to pick a time. I'm going to pick a time. So my wedding business, of course, it really never slows down because, our, you know, because we're the best, <laughs> me and my team, we're the, we're the best. And so we stay pretty busy year round, but if there is a slow time, it's, it's typically during the holidays, you know, like November, December, January, um, it, it, it's typically slower. And so most likely, uh, I will just live, uh, in another country, November, December, and January, um, and do that for three months. But then it'd be neat to, it'd be, it'd be cool to do it for, it'd be cool to live somewhere else for a year. That that's, I mean, I, I think that'll happen too. Eventually I'll, I'll definitely do that. Uh, but I need to travel more and, and get a, get a, get an idea of where I would want to live actually. Um, but you know, it, it, the one bummer part is that, you know, now that I'm becoming me at 51, it's like, man, oh, 50, 50 years of, of, uh, of, uh, live, you know, yeah. And, and no one's fault, but my own It's no one's fault. It's nobody's fault. I literally do not blame anybody for my life. It is, it, my life has all been my choice. There is no one to blame, but me. So, you know, anytime I talk about this stuff, I am not referring to anyone. Okay. It's my life, my choices. I could have lived in, in another country when I was 18, had I had the brain that I have now. Uh, and I can't have regrets cause it, it is what it is, but, but so I can't go back, but I can make better choice. You know, I can do something better now. Right. So it's like, that's why in the next 50 years, um, my life is totally different. I'm going to have a totally different experience for the next 50 years. Um, no regrets for the, for the past 50 year life that I've lived. It's been delightful, wonderful, precious, awesome. No regrets. Uh, but moving forward, living out my life, doing what, uh, Timmy wants to do and going where Timmy wants to go. And yeah, I'm, 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 I'm excited as you probably could, can tell. I'm, I'm super excited about the future and, uh, and hopefully you're excited about your future and you can be, you can be by 
by okay so back on track you know overcoming the fear and doing things you love with people you love but really it starts with what do you love you know what do you love i i I think everybody whether you're married or not i don't think it matters whether you're married or not take at least a weekend if you could take a week great but at least a weekend alone away from everybody no kids no no spouse nothing and sit and journal and uh, what do you want what do you like what do you what what brings you like what do you want to do and write that shit down you know if you've never traveled and you want to travel then first step is of course write that down second step go get a fucking passport Literally go get a passport. Well, I don't even know if I have, if I'm going to go anywhere yet. If I have the money to go anywhere, I don't care. Get a passport right now. That's the start. Get a passport and then start dreaming and thinking about where you might want to live, where you might want to go, where you might want to spend a summer. You know, I want to spend, I want to spend, I want to spend some time in Martha's vineyard. Okay. It's going to happen. I don't know how, but it's going to happen. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to spend a, a summer in, in Martha's Vineyard. S- side note, right? Squirrel, great movie. I've talked about it before, but I, I think one of the reasons I love that movie so much, Sabrina with Harrison Ford and uh, uh, Fairchild. What's her name? Is that the name of the character? Sabrina Fairchild? Or is that her real actor actress name? Actor name. Anyway, uh, Sabrina with Harrison Ford. I think the reason I like that movie so much is it's just so dreamy. Dreamy. Um, and they talk about Martha's Vineyard and all that stuff. And that's just, that's just dreamy to me. And so the movie actually starts out just dreamy. As soon as it starts, I get butterflies in my tummy uh, for some reason. It's just a freaking awesome movie. Um, so, yeah, that, so overcoming the fear, you know, doing what you want. But, you know, it starts with you got to sit down and figure that out, you know. And then then you got to kind of identify what what is holding me back from the life that i want is it is it your beliefs is it fear is it um you know is it fear of rejection fear of judgment or fear of what others might think or um how others might receive that or how it like whatever like you got to kind of identify what what things are standing in your way and then you've got to figure out a way around it over it or through it um yeah so i don't i don't you know uh, yeah it's i'm still on this journey to be honest with you you know i'm still on the journey of of you know free to be me and um yeah so i guess that's it and let me think here what else is an, an important piece of discovering yourself oh new experiences for sure I mean, that's, that's a big thing. I, I think like when you want to say no, I think it's easy for all of us to get in ruts. And I think I may have covered this in the last episode, like, like in the previous whole episode podcast thing that the know thyself, you know, but I, I'm trying to, when someone invites me, like someone the other day invited me to go do something and I wanted to say no, because I was like, I don't want to go out. And they were talking about going out at 9 PM. I'm like 9 PM. I, I go to bed by 10 PM. Usually like, <laughs> like there was a lot of parts of me going, I don't want to do that. But then there was other part of me is going, you know what? You should just do it, Timmy. Just go. It's someplace you haven't been. Just go do it. 
and so so I did, right? So you know, I did. I was like, okay, and 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 I did, and it was great. It was awesome. And you know, I'm not. I normally don't go to concerts or whatever. It wasn't a big concert. It was like a bar. It was knuckleheads. Anyway, so I went, and it was awesome. I had a great time. Great company. Great conversation. Um. Yeah, it was good. It was good for me to go, but I, I didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bit out of my what I would normally want to do. And so I'm learning to do things I don't normally want to do. Uh, yeah, it's almost like that movie, Yes Man. You know, just say say yes to some things. You know, try some new things. You know, like I said, I did mention this in the previous whole podcast. But just, you know, take dance lessons. Go take dance lessons. Go learn a new skill. Go learn. Go take karate. Go take music lessons, go take a college class on whatever. Um, I think that, I think that's all part of the free to be me journey is don't limit yourself in any way. And I know some things are limit like money, right? I mean, I am definitely not a proponent of spending money you don't have, you know? So when I talk about travel, I'm not talking about going in debt. I'm talking about setting aside money to travel, right? I mean, I'm not talking about live frivolously and whatever, but that's also why I've said if travel is more important to you than things, well, then sell your things, <laughs> downsize, free up your income so that you can uh, travel, right? If, if, if you value travel, you know, not everybody, I mean, I value travel. I want to see the world. Uh you know, and I can't imagine anyone wouldn't want to see the world, but I'm sure some people maybe wouldn't. Um, I want to see the world. And so uh, I'm going to live that out. I'm going to see the world as much of it as I possibly can in the amount of time that I have left on this earth, which, like I've said before, my plan is to live to 150. But at least I'm going to live to at least 100 for sure. So, you know, I have 49 more years to uh, do something with my life. So I'm on my way, right? I think, aren't we all? Literally, no matter where you are in your journey, we're all on our way. And I just hope that we're on our way to the right direction, right? That's, that's the thing, right? What, what, where is your life taking you? Hopefully, you're determining that. And it's not just wherever the, wherever the wind blows, unless again, if, if that makes you happy, but where is your life taking you? One of the fascinating, uh, YouTubers that I've, I don't follow, but I actually, I take that back. I actually may follow her actually. Uh, but I don't check on her videos all the time, but I've came across her and she's some girl that lives in a van. And so I'm sure you can just Google cute girl that lives in a van with a snake actually got to put the snake in there. It's some, it's this cute, it's, it's just a really cute girl that has this snake and she has a van and she lives in a van and travels around. She's living her best life. <laughs> anyway, uh, her story is so fascinating. <clears throat> Excuse me. I wish I could delete that out. I just don't have the software to do that. Um, she, uh, yeah, just makes videos from wherever she's set up about her journeys of living in a van and traveling around. And I think that's awesome. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I could see myself doing that, something like that, but not for 
not forever, but for a month, you know, go just go from coast to coast, take your time in a van. Uh, totally. I could totally do that. And I would love to do that with someone, uh, rather than alone, even though alone's totally cool too. But, uh, I'm definitely what I, what I definitely have learned about myself. So when I talk about living in another country, which I am going to do by myself, which is another movie that I like eat, pray, love with what's her face from pretty woman. It's skipping my mind, but you know who it is. So the movie, Eat, Pray, Love, great movie. Um, her name will pop into my head in a minute. Uh, so yeah, traveling alone, it, it's fine, and I I will do that. Uh, but I definitely, if I had a preference, traveling with someone uh, would be uh, would be even better. Uh, traveling with someone would, would even be better. So, uh, I, I actually have a couple buddies that, that also have some freedoms, uh, freedoms in the sense of their kids are older and, you know, uh, you know, they have exes and that could watch the kids and all that. Oh, I'm stretching. Uh, and so they, they, they can travel too. Plus my kids, my kids are, you know, at the age where, uh, they both love to travel too. And so, you know, if I'm gone for a long time, they could just fly out to hang out with me for a short time or whatever, just depending on their jobs and their lives at that time. So anyway, uh, any hoozy woozies, <laughs> I think that's it, man. This is one of my longest podcasts ever, but hopefully it was, uh, entertaining, fun, helpful, encouraging, inspiring, uh, motivating. Uh, hopefully it, 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 it pricks at your, your soul, you know, like, scratches at you to, to, to look inward and to determine, you know, what, you know, are you living your best life? Are you free? Um, you know, are, hopefully you're not living under any kind of bondage from other people, you know, your parents, your family, society, your career, your job, you know, um, I actually have a good friend that, that, um, you know, he hates his job. He hates his job. And, you know, he makes good money, so he, it's not like he can just quit it, you know. Um, but I'm always encouraging him, just like I would encourage you and anybody on the planet, is, and you got to find out what you love, what you're passionate about, man, and the way to make money at it. Like, you got to figure out a way to make money at it. And, uh, but, you know, sometimes you make certain decisions and, and you weigh yourself down with more and more responsibility, and uh, it, it really ties your hands, you know, and... When, when you have to have, you know, 20,000 a month coming in just to survive, uh, there's not a lot of flexibility in that, you know, that, that definitely straps you down to where it kind of ties your hands, you know, and you're not free, you know, you, you're not free to do whatever you want. And so, um, and again, not that we can be free overnight uh, that I, you know, just everything I'm saying right now, you can just go, okay, I decided I'm going to be free. Boom. And then tomorrow. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a journey for sure. And sometimes it's a, it's a calculated journey of, okay, I, I, here's what I want to do. Here's where I want to go. Here's whatever, whatever. Um, and put yourself on a one or two year, uh, plan, you know, and, and say, okay, first thing I'm going to do is, you know, whatever, I'm going to look for another job or I'm going to, I'm going to sell my house and sell this and that and the other, we're going to downsize, we're going to loosen up, we're going to free up some finances and, you know, then, and then you know, the next step is we're going to pick a place to go take a trip and then, you know, boom, boom, boom. It's, you just, 
you just got to plan that stuff out, you know, that, and, and I don't think that's necessarily easier said than done. I mean, you just got to do it. I mean, people buy and sell houses all the time and right now is a great time to sell. Uh, so, you know, if you're, if you're teetering on, on all that, then, you know, pull the trigger. You know, if you're married, talk to your spouse about it and say, Hey, listen, what do you think? You know, and obviously, so let me just say this in, in light of everything I've said, if you're married, okay, that's your first primary responsibility. So you're free to be you, but you're with someone else. And so it's free to be we like, it's like you have to talk to your partner and make sure that you both are on the same journey, the same page. You know, I'm not, I do not, uh, I am not, I do not uh, encourage divorce. I don't think divorce is a good thing. I don't think it's the best thing. Uh, Sometimes it's the thing it's, you know, it is, it just is right. Not bad or good. It just, it is. But uh, if, 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 it's possible to have a happy, healthy marriage, then, oh my goodness, by all means, that's what your, one of your primary goals should be is, is to create a a wonderful, beautiful marriage. All right, man. I love you guys. Uh, I hope you enjoyed, uh, this, uh, podcast, this episode. I hope you enjoy the podcast overall. Uh, if you do shoot me an email, let me know, Timmy at timmygibson.com. Let me know where you're listening from and what you think. Uh, I mean, if you hate it, don't, don't, I don't want to hear about that. So you can keep those thoughts to yourself. <laughs> you can just hate it privately, <laughs> but I will say this. If you hate it, what the fuck you doing? Listening to it. <laughs> All right, guys. Peace.